People, welcome to the Shubbison Podcast. We're here to Chris J. All the sports and loves me back, people. On my podcast, we discuss the hottest topics in both the NFL and NBA, people. Please subscribe now and tune in. Happy Monday. I'm your boy, Chris J. All the sports and love me back. I have my returning guest, my brother from another mother, my right-hand man, my guy that wears many hats, knows the sports, knows the stuff, a man that does all the work and puts it in, and he's been consistent for a long time, my brother, Mr. Edwin. My brother, how you doing today? Pretty good, bro. Pretty good. You talking about many hats? You wearing a hat right now, bro? You wearing a hat right now? <laughs> Hell yeah, true. I am wearing a hat, man. But you know, but still though, you got no hat, but still fresh, man. With your Nike jacket on, fresh fade, fresh cut, fresh beard, the whole nine, man. So just being around you is just a a breath of fresh air, man. You are the dude, and I'm just me, man. Ain't nobody special, uh, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But you know, you're my guy, brother. You my guy. You are the 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 peak you know what i'm saying you are the standard that's what it is bro yeah i'm trying to just uh listen on some vibe and taking it day by day man you know life out here be lifing you know but different gotta stay consistent stay moving forward stay pushing you know life is not easy when it when whenever you chase a chasing greatness nothing comes easy you know so it's it's easy being average but when you striving to be above average and to do something that's uncommon is definitely not going to come easy. Yeah, I agree. Agree, man. You yeah, know, definitely, that, that's definitely. Yeah. yeah, man. But how was your weekend, man? Of course, the weekend had a ton of stuff. But just far as your weekend with the family, friends, or anything like that. Yeah, the weekend was actually pretty funny. I mean, I, I, I I'm a baller, and I haven't balled in like months. You know, and. This past Saturday was the first time I balled, and it felt so good, bro. Just felt good at getting out there, getting the runs, and I, I just, I'm just trying to see if I could do it more times now because I kind of miss that feeling of, you know, kicking people on the court and dropping fifty of the day. Okay, well, it's crazy, man, because I played basketball this week as well for like the past couple of months. Wow. I played on Thursday and Saturday, and still got like it never left. Shot butter, <laughs> doing work, can't stop me. And I ain't played basketball like like four or five months, man. Like since probably like since maybe September or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I ain't played ball in a little minute, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it definitely was a good run. And now I'm gonna start playing ball how I was playing ball because usually I've been in the weight room lifting weights a lot, but I don't play basketball much. But that's definitely about to change, you know, for sure. Because it's always a good workout, good for your cardio, and just good a good. A workout, man, playing basketball, definitely. Mm, I feel that. I feel that, man. Basketball is fun, bro. I mean, it's fun. If you get the right people, it's fun. Um, but, yeah, I had the right people, and it was good vibes all the way. I agree, man. Same here, man, definitely. But, man, we definitely 
past weekend, the past couple weekends, to be honest, but this past weekend was All Star Weekend for the NBA, and we had, a, and to my perspective, I mean, it was a bunch of bad, sorry stuff to me because to me, this whole weekend outside of the three point contest was absolute garbage. I'm sorry, maybe maybe the celebrity game was an All Star was a good competitive game. But far as the real activities, man, it was straight garbage. That slam dunk contest was the sorry slam dunk contest I've ever seen in my entire life. The past couple of years, the slam dunk contest has been hot garbage. It's been horrible, not must-see TV. It's been sorry. And then the All-Star game, no defense. 211 points to 186, no defense, no competitive drive whatsoever. Team that shoot from half court, hitting them. Guys don't want to compete. It's like, in a, it's like guys do not want to compete no more in the All-Star game. And it just, to me, it just, it's a, a slap in the face to the fans of the sport of basketball, watching that crap that they put on display this past weekend. Tell me your thoughts about this weekend uh, from your perspective, Eddie. I mean, highly disappointing, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm usually like a big supporter of the whole All-Star weekend vibe and, you know, don't call me, don't text me, don't do anything. Just let me be. Let me from Friday through Sunday, I'm indoors. You, you know what I'm saying? At eight, seven o'clock, I'm indoors, ready to sit down and watch some good basketball. But you're right, man. Aside from I mean, the Rising Stars challenge, the rookie, you know, um, the rookie versus sophomores kind of games and the celebrity game, like you know, those kind of things. Aside from that, it was pretty much lackluster. I I can't really say that I had fun enjoying it. The dunk contest was was terrible. Oh my goodness! I mean, to have Mac McClung carry us for the past two years, as far as like entertaining dunks to watch, because he had some nice dunks in the game. He did. But he did. To allow allow a guy like Jalen Brown to make it to the next round with his dunks, dunking over Kasanat. That's a that's a spectacular dunk. I mean, come on now. That was that to me was crazy. Um, I'm not sure what the judges were doing on that because they it felt like the dunk contest was a bit rigged, but I, I didn't enjoy from their perspective of what they were rating from the dunks perspective and then going to the all-star game too. Oh my goodness. I mean, we had the, the blueprint right there. We had the blueprint right there two years ago, or was it last year? I forget. I think it was two years ago where you saw in the fourth quarter, these guys playing hard. That's what we want to see the best of the best playing hard in the fourth quarter. I'm over here at the edge of my seat trying to see if, if the East is going to win or who team LeBron is going to win, whatever. But again, the whole, we went back to the whole no defense, just straight half court shots. I mean, it's cool to watch half court shots, I guess, but I want to see some competitive nature. I want to see guys like get after a little bit more than what we usually see from the all-star game. And I get it. Like Ant said it before that guys only take it serious. It's a, it's a time for a break and whatnot. I get it. Like you don't want to get injured. You have a main goal at hand, but I think that just for me, from a fan's perspective and what I wanted to see, we had the fourth quarter, what, two years ago when these guys were playing really tough. And I think AD won the game off of free throws. That, to me, is what I want to see. I want to see more of that kind of content from the All-Star weekend type of vibes. But, you know, the three-point concert was pretty good. Everything else was pretty bad. <laughs> man, I agree, man. I think the best thing about All-Star weekend was Steph versus Sabrina. Yeah, the girl in WNBA and and, and that three point contest. I feel like for them to make the All Star Weekend better, I feel like with they, for the slam dunk contest, 
just throw it out. Just get rid of it. I mean, as far as I get the history of it, but it's running its course. Or do this. Mm. They need to go to certain neighborhoods, go to certain parks in these big cities like New Jersey, New York, Miami, L.A., all these big major cities or cities in general, and start recruiting dunkers to dunk in the dunk contest. And whoever wins, they win a million dollars. People that just off the street that's known professional dunkers that 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 are great dunkers. Why? Because to them, a million dollars, that's a lot of money. Like that's right something that's life changing for them. So they'll compete. That's something that they should do. And then, then have the players, they sponsor them. They represent them. Hey, this is my dunker. And he and if he win, he, he, he gets a million dollars. Then Amal give him like five thousand dollars, like something like that. Do something that's life changing, something that's entertaining. Because the way it is, man, it's garbage. But Edwin, bro, they got Jalen Brown, whatever dude name, casting out the little black short dude, bro. It came out. He jumped. I'm over Castanet, and he was sitting inside a chill. And he just did a basic dunk. I'm like, what did he do? What's the creativity? He jumped over a man that's like three feet tall, and he mm. was sitting out in the chill. What made him even shorter? Like, and I was thinking, who is this dude? I seen him before, but I don't even know his name. But I heard, bro, like a YouTuber or something. Yeah, he's, so he's, a, jump. he's a he's a YouTuber slash Twitch streamer, but it really usually popular so, actually. So you jump over a YouTuber that's like four or five feet tall, and he was sitting out in a chair, and you just gonna do a basic dunk? Like what? Where was the creativity? Then you got Jason Tatum out there bouncing you the ball. I'm like, what am I watching? What is this? This some hot garbage. Garbage. What in the world? At least, where's the creativeness? Where are the players that, that actually want to compete and play in these games? I understand these players making so much money. I get it. They don't care, probably. How about this? Either ban the All-Star game. Matter of fact, ban All-Star weekend. Ban it forever. Just ban it. Don't, don't, just stop All-Star weekend. Do this. Stop the weekend and give the players about a week off a week off. Yes, one week off to back to the regular season because it sucks. Because this is a travesty. It's garbage watching mm. this. And then, I mean, respect to Dane Ballo, you know, winning the All Star MVP, Cole Bryant Award, you know. But at the same time, Dame Lilla dropped a puller from half court during the game. Pulling from half court, pulling a 51-footer, and just knocking it down, dude. Like, y'all at least play some defense. Make them work. Have, compete. Not saying compete like y'all in the playoffs or certain stuff like that. But Lee's just like, it's like you're playing with your homeboys, Eddie. And it's like, you compete with them. Y'all yeah. y'all get, like, real serious playing, playing each other, guarding each other. Like, Get like that. Get to a serious. Oh, no, he ain't even do me like that. Get serious about it. Like, but just let these guys get open dunks, open layups, 
open threes, open half court shots. Like this game, like a freestyle game. No yeah, defense, just shoot, have fun, and do whatever you want to do. Cause we ain't gonna guard okay. you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, listen. The three-point contest kind of saved the All-Star weekend. That was, like, the most important thing that I think people were looking forward to seeing. And that one did not disappoint at all. I mean, we had Tyrese Halliburton, the hometown hero, Dame, Trey Young, and Cat Ty for, like, what, first place, I think? That was really, really 26. good to watch. But, um, yeah, 26, oh, yeah. 26, yeah. And the, the the Steph and Sabrina matchup was pretty good, too. I thought that she was <laughs> this close to winning. <laughs> I'm not going to oh, lie. Man. She almost had the Bro. she had the whole continent and you know, the whole world of men on the edge of the seats. <laughs> because if she wins that, oh man, the woman have an edge in that right there. But um, that was fun. Though. That was fun. I mean, listen, everything was good for that portion of All Star Weekend, except for the dunk contest and the All Star game. Like you know, those are. Just guys, just cardio. It was it didn't even feel like cardio watching it. It's like they were just jogging up the court, chucking up shots. That to me is boring, man. It really is, bro. Um, ain't gonna lie though. Sabrina made about a first nine or ten shots. I was like, and I was like, I was like, okay, she coming. I was like, I was like, what? what? I was like, dang, this girl really hitting. Like, bang, bang, bang. I'm saying, what? I'm like, saying, the world, like. And she was shooting from the man's three-point line. I'm like, she's yeah. shooting the deep, too. The same yeah. amount of range. Doing, hitting them, hitting them. I'm like, okay, this girl, she can shoot. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, she, she definitely put pressure on Steph. Um, now, I did feel like Steph would win. But I didn't think it would be easy. Because I've seen her play before. She definitely can shoot the ball very well. You know, she got game. But I think next year what they should do with All-Star Weekend, I feel like they need to act, get Caitlin Clark and Sabrina versus Stephen Dane and have, like, multiple rounds and have something else because Caitlin Clark, she's just like Steph. She can knock it down. Not hey, you spitting, down bro. shooter. So I feel like – You're spitting. Man, I'm trying to, man, because she, I mean, I mean, she's the real deal Holyfield. She got game like Steph. Because in college, this girl pulled up on the parking lot and hitting them. Like yeah. she is that lethal. And, and in my opinion, she is the next big star in the WNBA. And to be honest, Eddie, to be honest, she might be the biggest female star we've seen in the last 20 years. For sure. Like sure. as far as basketball, not not tennis. She ain't Serena, but as far as basketball. See the last 20 years because she's the real deal. She's special. She's box office. I don't even – she got me watching women's college basketball. She's that good. She's that legit. She, she's like that. And then to be yeah, honest – But to be honest, I'd rather watch the NCAA women's basketball before the college guys today because the girls compete more. And they're like, like – I don't know if you watch college basketball as far as the women, but they got game. They're exciting to watch. They compete, and it's fun. And they all stay about three to four years, like no one and done. They play four years, then go to the pros. They really uh, uh, develop their games over time. And Caitlin Clark and Andrew Reese 
all these teams, South Carolina, Iowa, LSU, all these big teams, they all have players that they're like from freshman year to senior year. They really be with the team four to five years. They really develop. And that's why it's bigger than man's basketball right now as far as college, the girls. Mm, I mean, make a good point. I mean, I, I'm not a big – I wouldn't say I'm a big college basketball fan. I tune in here and there, but make I'm a good point. I'm not a big one either, but – yeah, but I feel like yeah. the girls right now in college basketball, they definitely have been like making their mark known and doing their thing. Yeah. But um yeah. as far as that all-star game, they should definitely try to get Caitlin Clark and Sabrina versus Stephen Dame, have the two best female shooters in the world versus the two best guy shooters in the world. I feel like that'll be good. Something just I mean, something different, something fresh, something new. And far as the all-star game for the men. I seen this on first take today. They had said mentioned something like maybe had like a like a king of the court or something. A king, no, 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 on nightcap, like something about a king of the court. Instead of playing an all star game, how about you got a player play like king of the court, like Kevin Durant versus LeBron one on one, like the best man gonna win, like Steph versus like Steph versus Dane, the best player, the like, best player, like a minute, brother, a minute, like I mean something like that. Like, no all-star game, the king of the court. Whoever wins this tournament, y'all the king of the court. Like, something like that. Like, something that will get them to compete more one-on-one or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, brother, I've, I've been calling for that for a while now. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. I don't think it will happen. But um, yeah, that would same. be so much more exciting, bro. You see how sometimes these guys in pickup games go at it. You know, the yeah. summer videos, and they're going, they're hooping and they're whatnot. And you're like, oh, shoot, this guy actually can dribble. Let's see what he could do when the season comes. And he doesn't get the same kind of role, obviously, because, you know, it's organized basketball. It's a different kind of feel. But I would want to see that for sure. I would want to see these guys one-on-one go at it. Next bucket wins type of vibe, you know? Yeah, same, man. I feel like maybe or have like a three-on-three half-court um, team first to 21. Half-court, three-on-three, both sides. And then whoever wins that game, they advance, and the loser plays the next or like teams play in like double like double elimination. Lose the games, you're out or something. That's different, man. Something that's that gives like the crowd something to look, something something for. It's different as far as the players. Like, yep, I can't go to court or you know what I'm saying something different, something that's new, something that will make the players want to compete. So we definitely got to see. How that plays out, but as far as this year, the past couple years, change the format. Something got to change. Something has to change because it's absolute garbage or what they are displaying to the public. Because it's just sorry. I mean, for right now, it's sorry. Yeah, yes, man. But we definitely gotta. <laughs> yeah, man. But but we definitely gotta switch it up because, of course, last week was the biggest game of the year, the Super Bowl. Of course, the Chiefs won the third championship the past five years. Patrick Mahomes, a great game, multiple touchdowns. He had a lot of yards. Um, it was a great game. The game kind of started kind of slow. Both teams made mistakes early in the ball game. But later on in the game, the game did pick up. Um, I feel like coaching was definitely a big factor. Coaching and, and like, certain players made plays and some players didn't make plays. Um, But, but, but. 
my I pick was right. The Chiefs did win a close one because Patrick Mahomes, at some point, you knew his greatness would be shown while he's the best player in all the league right now, Patrick Mahomes, period. You know, but tell me your thoughts about the game last weekend. It was a good game. It was a really good game. From I think that it gave us a good sense of some great defensive battles. And then when both teams started getting hot, not really hot, but when they started getting in their rhythm, you saw like in the second half, things started to pick up, like you just said, and um, they were making big plays in the game too. Um, I want to say this, man. People, you could talk about Patrick Mahomes. He's a, he's a great quarterback too. And I'm going to talk about Brock Purdy because I think that Brock Purdy deserves some respect too. People are saying that he's overrated. He can't get the job done. He's a game manager. Listen, that game to me didn't call for Brock Purdy to be anything special because one, his team had the lead for a majority of the game. Two, in overtime, when they're going to overtime, he gives his team a lead, a three point lead. He scores first. Not like he went three and out, he scores first, right? So I don't understand why. And he made a couple of plays, too, in the game throughout that. I'm like, okay, maybe, yes, he did miss a couple of throws, obviously. It was he was under some duress, uh, some intense pressure in the game. But ultimately, though, I think that Brock Purdy played a pretty good game. Not a game manager type of game, a good game for them to win. You know, people say this all the time. And I'm like, yo, his defense is allowed to make plays, too, even though they did for the majority of the first half. But over time, when you, when you need that stop, Yes, fourth and one, your defense can make a stop two to help you win the game, all right? That didn't happen. And you saw the, the big fourth down run by Patrick Mahomes, and that led to the the you know the game-winning uh, touchdown caught catch by uh, McCole Harder. My guy, McCole Hardman from the New York Jets. <laughs> but um, anyways, though, like, yeah, we know that McCole Hardman – sorry, not, Pat, no, not McCole Hardman. We know that Patrick Mahomes is generational, great QB, and we know that just like the Miami Heat, they find a way to turn it up in the playoffs. I mean, it's a different kind of field, different kind of breed. Andy Reid is a goat head coach. Um, probably not the goat, but he's he's a great, great, great. He's he on his way. <laughs> I mean, he's on his actually he's on his way. I can't give him that just yet, but he's on his way, you know. But ultimately, though, it was a good game for sure. It was a really good game. I, I enjoyed it. Man, I enjoyed the game too. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like the Niners. They had so many opportunities, but they kept letting Chiefs hang around. And it's like the 49ers defense, they did their job. They they basically, from quarters one through four, they only allowed the Chiefs to score one touchdown. And that was off a of muff punt. Besides that, they had the Chiefs to one touchdown to the first four quarters. They held them. And then the Niners, they had multiple possessions, three and out, three and out, three and out. Dude, what are y'all doing? Y'all have them on the ropes. Take advantage. Why y'all passing the ball so much? Run the ball and run the bottom of McCaffrey. And guess what? Get the play action going off the run. Why? Because Purdy's better off the play action. Because why? They are a run first football team. And then I don't get this. Like, why did Kyle Shanahan, uh, Shanahan get Debo uh, more involved? Um, uh, George Kittle had like two catches, or like, like in the game. Then Brandon Ayuk is like, 
he didn't try to get his stars going. It's like that's the offensive coordinator, which is Kyle Shanahan. What are you doing? And it's like you have the players. Use your stars. Go to your stars. And then I didn't like what Kyle did. Kyle going to fire Steve Wilkes. He fired that man for what? Why you fired him for? And basically said he was an outsider. An outsider, basically, because I guess he wasn't like one of us. I'm like, really? So the, all that, you fired a man because y'all lost? No, they lost because Kyle Shanahan, Mr. Playmaker, who's such a great play caller. It seemed like in big games, Kyle Shanahan always folds, always chokes, always comes up small. Why? Because why? He doesn't seem like in big games, the moment seemed too big for him. He played in coach in three big games. 28-3, to Tom Brady came back. Courtney with Kyle Shanahan. 2020 season, played the Chiefs. Lost again. Then last week, up 10 points again. Lost again. He's been up 10-plus points in three Super Bowl games. Lost all of them. It seems like to me, the guy that should be questioned most is Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion, because it seems like to me, he has all the answers until he gets to the biggest game of the season. Then he chokes and crumbles and falls over it. And guess what, Eddie? The boat sinks. It, sinks. it seems like you have a lot of built-up animosity to, to my guy Shanahan because of that 28-3 blown lead with the Falcons. No, I mean, I'm a Brady fan. Brady's my guy. But you also a Falcons fan. Is you? No, I, I, no. I, the fact is, Steve Wilkes got fired for nothing. That's why I'm so mad because you fired this man for what? Why did you fire him for? And then do it just the one season. You fired him. So my thing is this: you fired this man for doing a good job in the Super Bowl. Basically, he was the scapegoat. So that's why I was mad. Like, you fired him for what? Because he did what? Of course, okay, in the playoff versus Green Bay, then coaches best. Lions, then coaches best. But in the Super Bowl and throughout the regular season, Steve Woods did his job great. What more do you want from the man? That's all I'm saying. That loss was not on the defense. That loss was on the offense because Kyle Shanahan – Stop going to McCaffrey third quarter. Stop going to him. Like, why you stop going to McCaffrey? You stop going to the like feed the beast, feed the beast. Like, like, and then because most possessions, they just going shotgun passing the ball. Shotgun passing the ball. I'm like, dude, like y'all going three and out back to back to back possessions, and y'all let KC hang around. You can't let Patrick Mahomes hang around because he will bite you, bite you every time. Why? Because he's that dude. But it seems like to me it's like Kyle just didn't want to, I don't know, like didn't want to initiate or didn't want to take advantage or seize the moment. Because people always say a great coach, a great coach, a great coach. But in the biggest games, I can never tell. You know what I'm saying? I mean, fair, fair enough. To me. Uh, he, yeah, he hasn't proven to be a big time, I wouldn't say head coach, because, I mean, some of the years he wasn't a head coach, but 
Yeah, I mean, if, ultimately, though, he hasn't proven to be a big-time head coach, in my opinion. You're right about that. I think that he's a great head coach. I think probably he's – you could make an argument right now, aside from Andy Reid, he's the best head coach in the NFL as far as, like, scheme and just being able to derive yeah, plays. Yeah, I agree. Open. You know, yeah, he's really up there. I think he's definitely top two, in my opinion. But as far as the big-game moment – I would still put West – I would still put Sean McVay over him. Sean McVay. Sean McVay? Rams. I would still put Sean. I would not, put Kyle Shanahan. Yes, I would. Him, Sean McVay. That's tough. That's tough. I would tough. because Sean McVay had the championship. Sean McVay did beat the 49ers in the championship a couple years ago for the NFC. And, I, 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 hey, man, Kyle got to prove he can win a big game. Kyle ain't proven that yet. Is all I'm no, saying. He hasn't. he hasn't. He hasn't. You know, so uh I, I guess got to the Collins got in there, but he always come up short. He has come up short. He, he has fired Steve Wilkes. It it came down to but like I, Steve Wilkes was scapegoated for sure, and it also came down to certain play calls that should have been run for the Niners at that time, but he chose to opt out against it because of I'm not sure what type of philosophy he was trying to prove or instill in that moment in that situation right there, but Ultimately, though, yeah, Steve Wilkes to me was uh I was he was a part of why the defense was so great. Um people have said before in the past that he wasn't really the guy that is improving upon his defense, more so like he's just running the system of what, of what the Niners have and what they always have been running for the past couple of years, which is why you saw the success that he was in, in what he was getting from the season. But still, I, I don't think that he, it was worth firing over for sure. Uh, but Niners lose again. They've been very, very lackluster in the big games for the past seven years. And <laughs> we'll see what happens next year again. We shall see, man. And then um, next year going to be even tougher, man. And, and obviously, uh, to the Chiefs, man, you credit the Chiefs. Like, they're definitely a dynasty. They are a dynasty. We, like, we hit, like, a last time we seen Matingo back to back champions with the Patriots in 0304. Like 18, 19, 18 plus years ago. But the fact that they won three championships in five years, that's just, that's, that's a dynasty. Since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback and KC, the starting quarterback, they've gone to six straight. AFC championships and they played in four Super Bowls and won three. That's a dynasty. That is a dynasty, period. And they got a shot at three P. They have a shot at three P. Depending how the the trades go, the draft, regular set, they, they got a shot at three P, definitely. Oh, yeah, they, they do. They quarterback, they got a great shot. They are a young football team, a young team overall. And guess what? They get better and better and better. And Patrick Mahomes, him and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey uh, and Chris Jones, I'm like, dude, they something special, man. The big four. They are something special. Yeah, they, they got a shot. They got a shot for sure. I mean, listen, this was their worst year by far. We we all saw it. If you watch football. And still won. Yeah, and still won. You know, you saw the eye test. The eye test was that this Chiefs unit cannot catch the football. They look out of sync. 
Patrick Mahomes is making plays that he usually wouldn't make as far as like negative plays, right? Turnover worthy plays as well, too. Um, they just don't seem to have it, but they're winning in spite of their lack of uh big explosive plays because of the defense. Defense was balling out this year. Give credit to uh Spags because he did a great job. But um, yeah, man, they next year, next offseason, you need a, a good receiver or you improve upon that unit, and all of a sudden, they become unstoppable. I don't know. It's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> man. Yeah. On the rocks there, for sure. If they 3 P, that's something we've never seen in football history for the NFL. If they 3 P, man, now you got a debate about who the GOAT quarterback is between Mahomes and Brady. If they three peat, if they three peat, man, I'm like, dude, this man <coughs> is doing something we never seen before because they like it's like you know, for roster, they ain't the best team, but they have Mahomes and I do Mahomes just like Brady, it doesn't matter who's around him. He is the ultimate equalizer. It don't matter. He, he's that great of a player because he's just special to watch. Um, and me as a fan, just enjoying seeing greatness because way he's playing right now, ain't nobody touching him. The only team that I think, in my opinion, that has the best shot is in the AFC. If the beat them is to me is it, it, it's Joe Burrow because we've seen Allen versus Mahomes. He can't beat him in the playoffs. We've seen Lamar. Couldn't beat him. The only guy to me is Joe Burrow. I mean, for right now, depending on how things happen, I feel like this offseason going to be the busiest offseason for free agency, trades, getting the right pieces. Because me personally, if I was Joe Jets, Eddie, the Jets, y'all should go for the Bunte Adams. Whatever y'all do to get them to help out Aaron Rodgers and have a two wide receiver set, like I would go for it. Try to get the Bunte Adams, pair them with that beast of receiver y'all have already, and get an old line and try to go all in for a title, man. Go all in for it. Go all in. Why not? Because if you don't do it, Mahomes might win again. You got to stack the deck. Stack it. Go for it. Forget about the future. Bump them picks. Go all in for a championship. Do it. Because Roger be 41 years old. What are you waiting for? It's now or never. Some of these teams in the AFC, y'all need to go all in. Go all no, in. For sure. For sure Get the bro, right pieces sure. you got to win. You're right. You're right about that. And like, it might not even have to be to get Devontae Adams. We could possibly get one of the top free agent wide receivers this upcoming offseason. Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley. T. Higgins might be franchise yeah. tag. I'm not too sure about him. But, like, you know, you see where I'm going with this, man. But we, we get a, a receiver to go alongside Garrett Wilson. And then, uh, once again, every year. But we'll try it again this year again, right? Get the offensive line healthy. Get the offensive line looking much better draft maybe another office alignment to for the future and then now all of a sudden we are in that conversation as well too we have the defense already 
we have the stars as, as far as playmakers. All we need is all we need is Aaron Rodgers to stay healthy. <laughs> well, yeah, he got to stay healthy. healthy man, you know, I agree. Like, y'all got all the pieces in play. Like, me personally, um, I feel like the quarterbacks that have the best shot of you throwing in Mahomes or beating Mahomes, it has to be a quarterback like Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, um, because greatest Josh Allen is Josh Allen is that dude. He can't beat Mahomes in the playoffs. Mahomes has his number. He can't do it. He can't beat him for some reason. Mahomes always gets the last laugh. It doesn't matter. The only person that's proven they can beat him is Joe Burrow. And by, as far as Rodgers, you don't know. But what I am saying, it's got to be a quarterback that can match him toe-to-toe. It's got to be one because great as Lamar played, he played sorry during that game. He said sorry. And, like, it has to be a great quarterback maybe or a team that commits to the run and sticks to it and, and try to put pressure on him and limit their possessions maybe. But it seems like nothing matters. They still win. So it seems like nothing matters, man. So – I don't know what's going to happen this offseason, but I do believe, um, and I said about the Chiefs, I think they're going for a big receiver. Maybe it's like, maybe a Jerry Judy, maybe a Mike Evans. I don't know. Or maybe a, a D-Hop. I, I have no idea. But, man, because this was the year to beat the Chiefs, and folks still couldn't beat them. So, it was, this offseason, they're going to even get better. Why? Experience the best teacher. Two, they're going to probably add another receiver, buff their O-line up more, get it like that defense young, man. They coming. They'll probably a franchise tag sneak, you know, and maybe resign Chris Jones to a contract. We'll see. But we shall see what happens, man. But right now, they are the favorites. To me, to win it all, until someone proves they can beat them in the playoffs when it matters most. Because right now it seems like you're chasing everybody else. Yeah, yeah, they are the favorites right now for me too. I I think that the early favorites for next year's Super Bowl uh, winners would be the Niners, but I'm just like, nah. And they're going off of the team on paper and whatnot, and they're not going off of the eye test and what's happened before in the past. Like, so yeah, I believe in the Chiefs to do it again, but I'm hoping that other teams start joining the conversation. The Jets, uh, the dang the Bengals coming back as well, too, the Bills, and that. So we'll see what happens, bro. We'll see. Definitely, man. You know, so basically, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, of course. This offseason will probably be a fun offseason. We just talked about what do you feel like, um, I guess, what will happen this offseason with your Jets or just teams in general to, I guess, to compete with KC? Because right now they are the standard, the Chiefs. So what teams do you feel need to make the right moves to, like, realistically have a shot at beating KC? 
Well, I think you have to have a good defense for sure, and at least to keep yourself in the game. I think that the Jets, the Ravens, they both have – I mean, the Bills too, I guess. They all have good defenses that can at least make some plays here and there to keep them in the game. As far as my team specifically, I, it's a whole couple of things, right? Again, find a way to secure the offensive line and make sure that it's steady, that it's upright next year to keep Aaron Rodgers up safe. Um, it's a whole combination of that and getting a, a receiver that can go alongside because Allen's was terrible last year. I mean, we didn't have any other receiver that could separate, that could do things that Wilson could do on a regular. And, you know, we were just – we were one-dimensional with the running game because we had no other receivers to beat guys down deep when they're just, when they're just doubling Garrett Wilson all game long. But um, you do that, and I think we have a good chance, man. We really do. I think that we have one of the better shots to – dethrone the Chiefs because of who we have at our disposal. Not because we've done it before, but because we have the defense, the quarterback, and what I think we're, what, what we'll do this offseason, which is get the receiver, get the offensive lineman, and then make a run. Um, Do you feel like y'all should bring back Zach Wilson? Because, nah, like, I'm obviously nah. – um, why is that? Nah, definitely not, man. Like, I, I, I don't want any type of controversy – I don't want any type of drama. Just trade him already. Like his time in New York has run his course. And I think that the fans will find a way to turn on him again if he does somehow find a way to get back onto the field in real game situations. It's, it's not working out, man. We need, and you know, also Woody Johnson came out and said the other week that we didn't have a backup quarterback. And I thought that was a real shot to Zach Wilson. I mean, like, I, I know that we don't rate the guy, but <laughs> to say that we don't have a backup quarterback is kind of a, a, a slight you know you can't be saying that about your players as well too that to me was terrible ownership terrible press conference um but ultimately though we got to trade this guy getting a a backup quarterback that would at least be serviceable there are a couple more on the market this year so we should be able to get one of the top tier backup quarterbacks this year if anything happens to Rodgers, and then see how we go from there i'm asking you a question um i was the that was my next question about a, a quarterback for the a quarterback for the backup Rodgers. Do you feel like, based on what he put on display this year, do you feel like y'all should go for Joe Flacco as y'all backup QB? Because when he was the Brown, he played really good. <laughs> I don't know. Joe Flacco has run his course too, man. <laughs> Why? Because that guy's <laughs> old. Like, I can't – listen, <laughs> that guy's old. And let's be honest here. The Browns have a better offensive line. Okay. Than you know, they have a better – have a, a way better – not a way better, yeah. but they have a better, more consistent offensive line than we do. There's no way that we keep them upright the way that they do or that they did in Cleveland. You know, I think that we have to go for, like, a guy that's mobile, a guy that can at least move around the pocket. Tyrod Taylor, Gardner Minshew, those kind of guys. You know, Mitchell Trubisky, which I'm not really, like – great over but like you know you know that kind of mode not an old 45 joe flacco like that's crazy do you think y'all should draft a quarterback you know like, what like a third or fourth you round or something? you know bro i was thinking first round that was my personal first round. personal want because i i'm looking for the future right now right and I see that, okay, what's our plan if we don't have Aaron Rodgers for after this season or, you know, after the next two years, whatever. I think that he should be here for the next two years anyway, 
to be honest with you, because we had that one year that was wasted last season. But ultimately, though, I was yeah. like, you know what? What's our insurance plan? Because everything that we can address can be addressed in the offseason. You can get a, a good, a really good receiver. You can beef up the offensive line with, you know, guys who are free agents this season. And then the defense is already stacked up. It comes down to, like, keeping the same guys in house or, like, adding one piece here, one piece there. It's not a lot. It's a talented roster. So we could kind of afford to drop the QB in the first round, in my opinion. I still wouldn't do it because you want to have the most help possible to give to Aaron Rodgers to bring this city a championship. But I I was thinking about it in that way. Like, you know what? I like a guy like Jaden Daniels. I really do. And I think that he could be a really great a great quarterback for us if it came down to it, if we developed him right, and if he came to the New York, the Big Apple. You know, I feel like y'all definitely should, uh, definitely should draft a quarterback because y'all definitely need one because Rodgers is will be 41 this upcoming season. So I feel like drafting one would be definitely smart because Rodgers going to play about two years to be done. So why not draft a quarterback and develop him for two years, getting mentorship from Aaron Rodgers, who's the top five quarterback of all time, in my opinion, top five of all time, talent-wise, probably the most talented quarterback we've ever seen beside Patrick Mahomes. But far as his resume, what he's done, getting mentorship from Aaron Rodgers, that's just, you can't ask for nothing more. You know, then two, two years, the team be yours. So why not they trade up and try to get a good a quarterback for the future, sit two years behind Rodgers, then start? Why not try It'd be a good plan. It'd be a good plan. You know, you know, you'd be replicating that same kind of mold that the Chiefs did with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. People forget Patrick did not play his first year. He sat his first year, you know, and I'm sure that was a big yeah. help to why he is what he is right now. He could have struggled a lot in his rookie season. You never know, but he never had the chance to do so because he sat down behind a good quarterback and Alex Smith behind a great coach and Andy Reid and a good system and when it was time to pass him the keys, he was ready. It could be the exact same thing. You never know. So which quarterback do you feel like y'all – well, of course, I mean, I feel like Jaden Daniels is probably going to be gone probably. I don't know. I mean, Dan might be a late first-round pick, so I don't know. It's not really guaranteed because really the only really guaranteed top picks uh, so far for our quarterbacks in the draft is Caleb Williams and Drake May. I feel yeah. like those two. But, I mean, besides anybody else – I feel like uh, it could be a late first round pick or a mid first round. What uh, what pick do y'all have in the first round? Like what pick number? Ten. Are y'all like mid first round, late first round, ten? Yeah. Ten? Yep. Well, the tenth pick, y'all can definitely uh, go multiple ways. Go with the O-line or go with the quarterback or go with whatever a receiver um, y'all can do a lot with that pick, a top 10 pick in the first round. That's pretty big. So, I mean, I don't know. We, we shall see. Because I feel like the only thing about getting a veteran, they're older, but get someone that's drafted, they're cheap. They're cheap, you know, and develop them more because he's young. So, we, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, hopefully y'all do, like, draft the right pick y'all need, you know, and definitely beat that old line up. 
get a good backup that someone that's good for the future. So I feel like that's something y'all need for the jet for y'all future. Y'all have the quarterback to win right now and have the quarterback for the future because y'all need a quarterback besides Rogers because he ain't gonna play forever. He's not gonna play. And with Aaron Rodgers, you never know with him. You know, I mean, I don't know about coming back this year. I don't know. I gotta reflect. I gotta really sit down, think about this, and process this about where I am mentally, all this stuff. You know how Aaron Rodgers is. He he loves he loves attention. He wants all eyes on him. You know that. You know through all the you know. I don't know right now. I, I got to process my thoughts and just sit on this for an entire summer. Maybe I may retire. I may not retire. I may come back. I may not come back. Yeah. Close to, close to freaking spring tra- uh, training. Oh, well, I'm going to come back. That's Aaron Rodgers. That's him. And the whole time, he knew he would come back the whole time. But being paid, doing the most. I don't know. I'm like, he loves attention. He loves attention. I swear, in Green Bay, every year, I don't know I'm going to come back. I don't know I want to play anymore. I don't know I want to do this. I'm telling you. So y'all need to drive a quarterback on the safe end to protect y'all future. Because I'm telling you, he Aaron Rodgers, he might pull it. I'm telling you. Fair, fair, fair. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm hoping he doesn't do that, but – Again, I believe in my guy, though. I believe in my guy. Yeah, I got you, man. I feel it, man. Hey, man, but um, definitely I, I always enjoy talking to you about sports, man. You know your stuff. You know a lot. Matter of fact, before we um, end the show today, you know, what's your thoughts about the remainder of the NBA season, about what's going to happen in your opinion, you know, with certain teams? And, and who do you feel, I guess, has a good shot of making a good playoff run or making like going to the playoffs because right now, now I played the Warriors or a 10th seed, the Lakers are like a, a ninth seed, I believe correctly. Like certain teams are a real low seeds right now. So which team do you feel like will make a, a good second half of the season playoff push? Second half of the season playoff push. That's not in the playoffs right now. Hmm. Good question. That's like fighting for a play in tournament spot. They can have a good shot making a good playoff push and be a scary team in the playoffs. Hmm. Hmm. Because you got uh, a mad team. That's a lot of bad teams out there. I don't know. I don't, I'm not yeah, really confident yeah. in one of these I mean, teams. I'm yeah, not really I'm confident. Not really, um, I'm not much confident, but I feel like – I mean, because you got certain teams Um, because right now – Timberwolves or the top, I think the Thunder or the three seed, I think is the Clippers and the four seed might be the Denver Nuggets. Mm. It's the five seed, I thought it, at one time, I thought it was the Kings, but I could be wrong. I feel like a team that can definitely be scary, mm. that can definitely make a playoff push to me, you know. Um, my Lakers, man. I'm a Lakers guy, man. I'm, I always say my Lakers because I feel like, even though I feel like we ain't going to win a championship this year, but I do feel like we, we just got Spencer Dinwiddie, a Bob Market. We got him, a good addition. We got AD. 
who've been playing really good this year, and he's been healthy, thank God. And um, DeAngelo Russell been playing really good. Uh, LeBron been playing like LeBron. I feel like we got good side. We got depth. You know, I feel like we still lack degree, but I feel like we got a good shot if we get that seventh seed to play a team like OKC in the first round, lacks experience, or play a, a Timberwolves team that play, matches with us good, but still LeBron and Stephen Game series, you know, but we shall see. But I'm going to always say my Lakers because I'm a Lakers fan and my team going to come, you know what I'm saying, do what we do. But we shall see, though. But realistically, I don't think my Lakers or the Suns or a lot of these teams going to do much because right now they ain't very good right now. I feel like the team of the West to beat is the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Timberwolves, and OKC, but OKC lacks experience. That's why, for me, I still have a question mark with them because they have been, like, playoff tested yet or at the playoffs, how it is. The game slows down. Game more physical. It's, it's different. So I'm going to still go with those teams like the Nuggets, teams like the Clippers, and maybe the Timberwolves for sure. Know my three teams in the West right now. I think one of those teams will represent the Western Conference this year in the finals. Okay. To me. Fair enough. I'm I'm really high on OKC, so I'm gonna choose them to make a deep playoff run. But I can see what you're saying about the experience part. But to me, SGA is, is a dog right now. He's 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 been Shea that dog. Giltress, he is my MVP right now to me. He should be he's he's my MVP pick right now because what he's done with OKC this year, he's been spectacular from Cliff from start to finish. And he's been great, you know, because no one thought OKC would be this good this season. We've seen them coming. The talent is coming. But uh, but this year, they've been spectacular. And Shea Goodson-Alexander, he has been the best player on that team by far. They got a good young team. Well, all those draft picks that they've had the past years past, they should be good now. It's fine. It's time to be good. But I definitely think – um. He probably won't win it. I feel like Jokic will probably win it. Jokic or Jokic or Tatum. I feel like Tatum did great this year as well, too, at Boston. A best team in the Eastern Conference. Best record in, the, in all the NBA right now has been Boston Celtics. So I won't be surprised if Tatum wins. But Shakers Alexander has been to me. We shall see what happens. You know, but uh, hey, who knows? But hey, um, it's been a great show with you today, like always. We always have a good conversation, good sports talk. I enjoy sharing the mic with you, man. A guy that knows his stuff, that wears many hats once again, like I said before. And people, my brother from another mother, Mr. Edwin, my guy. No, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for sure. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, definitely, man. Definitely. I'm always I'm always love sending you your content on TikTok or all the sports platform with you and Will. I always talk on y'all's facts about stuff. You know, definitely, man. Because y'all know y'all stuff, man. Y'all take y'all crap very seriously. I like myself. Definitely, man. But people, um, day is Monday. You know, a blessed day of a, of a blessed week. We love y'all people. Be blessed. Stay cool. Stay funky. Stay fresh.
people. We out. Peace.